Welcome to the Multiply Your Success podcast, where each week we help growth-minded entrepreneurs and franchise leaders take the next step in their expansion journey. I'm your host, Tom Dufour, CEO of Big Sky Franchise Team, and as the unofficial summer is underway, it can be easy to fall into a state of casualness with your business. And have you found yourself recently being casual with your company? Or maybe casual in putting off your goals or planning things you intend to get done. Well, our guest today is Tim Redman, and he has a saying, casualness creates casualties. And he unpacks this statement in our interview and provides a bunch of additional golden nuggets of information throughout it as well. Tim is a business growth expert, having advised thousands of clients. He's an author and a speaker, and he's built and sold a company to Intuit. One of the things that stood out to me as well is that Tim has been quoted in a book written by John Maxwell. You're going to love this episode to help keep your energy high as summer is coming into full swing. So let's go ahead and jump into my interview with Tim Redmond. Tim Redmond, I'm uh, the founder of uh, Redmond Growth Consulting. We work with mainly with contractors, but virtually any kind of business, and we help them 10x their uh, their sales and their bottom line profits and 10x the time they have to spend spend time on what they want to do. So, well, I love that. Results. Well, yep. Yeah. Well, and and certainly whenever you hear the, a 10x and multiplying by big numbers, uh, it's always intriguing. So, just by way of getting started on a quick conversation here, what what are some of those things that you do or to help 10x? I'm sure people are curious. Yeah. Well, we have the we have this uh, one plumber like contractor. Uh, he came to us with about $90,000 a month. Uh, he and his partner, actually brother-in-law, they were working about 80, 90 hours a week. And uh, um, so what we did with them in the first four months is we they were spending $30,000 a month on paid leads. So we reduced that from 30 down to 13,000. We pocketed 17,000. And then we we cut their time down. Now this took about two years we cut their time down from 90 hours a week down to 40 hours a week. Uh, last month, they just did uh, $820,000. So it's not quite 10X yet, but we're, we're about, two, about two and a half years into this thing. And what we've done is we, we've helped them with their reputation management. Um, so we do that through managing their Google My Business. We help them get over a thousand Google reviews, five-star Google reviews from valid customers, huge deal, help them in their hiring processes. They couldn't hire. Uh, I mean, they were looking for master plumbers in the Denver area. And it's just like, it's just like a mass contractor. You talk to any contractors and they're like, there's no people out there that want to work. You know I mean? to For them to show up, uh, they usually show up late high or drunk or all three and uh they just want to get a paycheck and so it's like a miracle it's like moses part in the red sea when people actually show up so uh we've helped them uh build up they're at uh, forget six trucks and i think they're at uh they're approaching 25 trucks right now it's just so each element of their business their marketing process their sales process their hiring process, their training process, the accountability system, which is huge. There's certain specific elements that we work with them. And I can drill down as deep as you want to go specifically with a hundred different clients, if you want what we've done on that. So don't want to tease your listeners. 
<laughs> well, perfect. Well, and and look, this is uh, one of the topics I wanted to ask about is this idea of something you had listed in as part of the onboarding uh, for our show here is what successful entrepreneurs do that struggling entrepreneurs ignore and uh, talking about good. some of that. I'd yeah. love for you to talk about that. Yeah, I, I think one of the biggest things... Uh, and look, we, we're working with contractors. We work with healthcare, uh, urgent care centers, uh, specialty docs, pain management, chiropractors. And there's a whole bunch of those people in the same town, you know, offering the same services. And so what we've done is we've helped them uh, develop what uh, uh, Seth Gooden wrote. I'm sure you read the book 20 years ago. It's called The Purple Cow. It's helping them set up a purple cow in their business. So you're driving by a farm and there's you pass some cows and they're moving along. They're black and white and brown cows, some combination. But if there was a bright, shiny purple cow in the middle of that, you were five years old when you saw it, you'd still be talking about it however old you are now, decades later. So you know, the purple cow is what is the unique thing that they use to stand out? You think, well, what does a plumber do? You know, I mean, they fix toilets. How do you make that unique? And uh, so we had one plumber actually here in Tulsa. He he drove up. He did, we just started working together. He drove up in his van. And honestly, God, Tom, he had this sign, you know, his na company name. Then he had, we wear belts. I go, well, why do you do the, we wear belts? What is that? Well, he said, plumbers are famous for showing their butt cracks, you know? And so we built a, a purple cow around his, now get this, this is honest to God, a no butt crack guarantee. <laughs> so they had on their stuff where, you know, if you see our butt crack during our service, labor is free, you know? So they honestly, God, they would have, you know, you're the no butt crack company, right? Yeah, we are. And they're laughing on the phone. Like, we want you coming out, you know, and uh, their, their phones got busier than they can handle. So it's really been a lot of fun. So uh, the first thing is really just, well, how unique are you? Why should people choose you versus somebody else? So that's, that's the first thing that a lot of uh, average or poor performing companies, they don't, they want to market to everybody. And, and, and I want to say, Tom, this, this may be uh, paradoxical or ironic, but I believe that you can widen your reach by narrowing your focus. Widen your reach by narrowing your focus. So don't be all things to all people. Be an expert in something and build your growth around that expertise. So that's part of that purple cow. Another, another thing here, if to answer your question, is... Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's just that very thing I just mentioned is we're trying to market to everybody, you know, well, who's your market for? Well, I've got to narrow down specifically to any human being that's still breathing. Well, that's, that's too broad of a, a reach, right? So, uh, you know, it's like narrowing your focus, you know, what do you, you know, I'm working with my son and uh, he's a, uh, he's looks like a Greek statue, you know, but he's a fitness trainer and he's going very specifically after uh, accountants and finance people, prof young professionals. He's a finance major. He played football in college, but he was like finance major of the year. And so he's really, really smart guy and all that. But he's going after the area that he was trained in. 
And uh, it's, it's a very specific niche that he's going after. So let's not be afraid of niching down into something very specific and really identify who are your who are your clients specifically. And then in in one sentence or two sentences, how would you describe their pain? You know, because really a, a good company, they're going to have the three P's. They're going to identify the pain that they solve. So they're looking for pain. Whenever you talk about somebody's pain, they're interested in talking about their pain. If they think that you've got the promise, you make a promise to make their pain go away. You make a promise to solve their problem. And then the third P is you provide proof that you've done it. You know, I mean, you look at our Google reviews and we've got almost 400 five-star Google reviews. These are from other contractors and doctors and manufacturing companies. And basically we got, we've, we've got over a thousand companies, really closer to 2000 companies that we've actually helped one-on-one with our coaching service, my, my coaching team. And so you've got to, you've got to make sure you've got other people that are going to talk about you. And uh, I use a, um, a proverb from, uh, from the Bible, the book of Proverbs. And the Bible, it says, uh, in one place, it says, don't praise yourself, let others do it for you. And so we want to get everybody and their pet dog bragging about how awesome it is to, to do business with big, the Big Sky franchise team, man. They're, you got this you know, ungodly percentage of people that have no idea of the worth of their company and they got, you know, 96% of the people want to, you know, retire from their business that they don't know the value of their business, you know? So, I mean, I heard your purple cow. I heard your, your narrow focus, man. Boom. A plus, you know? So that's what we want companies to do. And that's, that's what I think will really help them out. Yeah. I I, I can spend all day talking about this. I mean, that's what we do, you know, is we, we identify the squeaky wheel and we, 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 we make it run smooth, but does that does that answer your question though? It, it, it does, yeah. And and you were just mentioning you you help identify that squeaky wheel and make it not squeaky and help right. fix that problem there. So and and before we went live on the air, you were actually talking about a, a free offer you were going to offer to the listeners in. So I'd love for you to talk about that here real quick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, what we do, uh, Tom, is um, we have this process that that once we identify a lead from a referral or an ad or however they came in our SEO, uh, we want to qualify them to say, hey, are you the kind of client we're looking for? We don't want to waste our time with you and we don't want to waste your time. And so once we identify them as somebody that could work, then we provide what we call a growth plan. Now we charge $2,500 for that growth plan because we bring them through an analysis of their business we identify their capacity versus where they're at, which is huge. And then we find out what their three-year plan is. And based on those things, we will actually provide concrete action items, at least eight or 10 of them, sometimes 15 of them, where they can do on their own or we're a, we're a do-it-for-you coaching company. So we're going to give you the blueprint and we'll do 99% of the work to implement it. So um but we're going to identify these eight to 10 concrete action items. And if they'll do that, that alone will produce, will add at least $100,000 profit to the business in the next 12 years. They get a, a huge, you know, I mean, what does that make it? Uh, um, 
about a uh, 40 times return on their money, you know, but we, we, if they all talk about how much they love Tom and how much they love the big sky franchise team, uh, we'll waive that fee with free of charge. So just email me, Tim at Redmond growth or call us or uh, get a hold of us, redmondgrowth.com. I don't know whether you have a show notes, you can put all that in there, but if they'll do that and they'll say, Hey, we love Tom, we love big sky. And we want that free. We want you, we want you to waive that $2,500 for the growth plan. We'll bring it through. And it's got to be an actual business as an operation, not something, you know, that you knows in the back yeah. of their mind that they've never really run a business before. We help businesses already in existence. We help them 10 X and we help them uh, get the monkey off their back. We, we like to set the captive free and the captive is the business owner that's been made a slave of their business. And we, we create massive freedom for them. So it's a lot, a lot of fun. They will love the process, even if they don't like me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is great. Well, one of the things you said, you have a saying that's casualness creates casualties. Ah, okay. And where'd you find that out? That's awesome. I I can't believe you found that out. That's one of my favorite sayings. Okay. Go ahead. So I, I, I read that uh, when I was prepping for our interview and I thought, We've got to have Tim talk about that. That's a great, sane, yeah. concise. I love the alliteration, the C's. It's beautiful in every aspect. Yeah. So talk about that. Casualness causes casualties. So um, that's really what the growth plan is, is uh, it, it's, uh, it's a veiled casualness audit. So we're identifying as many things in their business that they may be doing the right things, but to do it, to do it casual is, is, is almost worse than not doing it because then you get convinced, Oh, this doesn't work. Well, when you're doing things in a half arsed way that require a full arsed effort here, you're going to get these mediocre results, right? So, you know, we have identified that and, and, Usually the biggest waste of people's money is in the marketing. Either they're afraid to spend any money at all in the marketing because they've lost a bunch of money or they're just following after everybody, every Tom, Dick and Harry, not this Tom, but, but other Toms out there. I just made a mistake here. Uh, you can erase <laughs> that from the podcast, but, but anyways, we're, we're going after uh, just trying to get our marketing, man. We got the right, we got the right answer, but nobody's asking us the question. Well, we, we, we get that lined up. We get the, you know, a lot of times people don't know how to uh, ask for a sale. They're horrible salespeople, you know? And if you're doing 70% of the talking and the clients having to do 70% listening, 30%, you know, it just needs to be re- reverse of that. If a good salesman is they're they're consultative. They're trying to, what's your needs? And let me show you how we can, we we can we'll give you a big promise to make your pain go away, and I'll provide you proof that we've already done it specifically for that problem you're talking about. Boom. So so we we help identify that casualness. A lot of times there's a casualness in the hiring. You know, if you don't if you don't get the right people on your team, you're sunk. The way the main way you build wealth is you build a team. End of story. Yeah. Well, so, well, that that's actually leads. Uh, I wish we had this was perfect. Uh, we didn't even prep this before the show. But one of my yeah. questions was talking about teamwork and the difference between 
high performing teams and mediocre teams. And, and what is that difference? What I, what I say uh, that's missing from uh, mediocre performing teams that creates a lot of casualties really, or, or we saw, we call we define a casualty as something falling far short of your goal as you know. And um, what a lot of these teams miss is the word respect. And I define respect, Tom, uh, as, as we usually look at respect. Let me just say this. We usually look at respect as something we demand that that person respect us. No, respect is not something that you demand. Respect is not something that other people give you. Respect is something, respect is something that you give to other people. Respect is valuing the differences without having to agree. It's, it's, it's not just tolerating, but it's actually celebrating that difference. Okay. So I've been married for 33 years. All right. And my wife and I were very similar in a lot of ways, but we just think like we're on different planets. One guy said (laughs) Mars and Venus. And uh, so, you know, I, the way I, the way I, I respect her, I have not respected her with some of the investments that we've made. And we've, we've lost in today's dollars, well over $2 million. My head's strong. You don't know what you're doing, honey. What do you mean you don't have a good feeling about this? That's not logical. And, and so I didn't respect those differences. I didn't value the differences. I judged it. I tolerated it. I, I, I let it irritate me rather than celebrating it. And it's like a one plus one equals 11, not two. You know, and that's what we're talking about is just really tapping into the greatness in my team. I don't have a huge team here, but I've got six coaches and some salespeople and we got a, a back end that does SEO and, you know, a good number of people. And, um, you know, we're constantly we ask this question a lot. You know, what stupid thing are we doing that we need to stop today? And we try to create an environment where. If they speak up, they don't feel like they're going to get fired, (laughs) you know, because usually I'm the one mentioned as the one doing the stupid thing, you know, and so, or what stupid thing aren't we doing? It's stupid that we're not doing that we need to start doing today. And so that's the kind of stuff where you really are going to pull a lot more out of your people when you respect them. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Yeah. That that's brilliant. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Simple thought, but. Yeah. To apply. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's a great, even asking those questions. What, what am I, what are we doing that if someone else were to look at this, were to think what is wrong with you? Right. I I mean, what, what is wrong with you? You're really doing that. And, and then, and then, uh, and then from the other side, what, what should we be doing that someone would look at us and say, I can't believe you're not doing fill in the blank. I think it was a brilliant question, brilliant takeaways to be uh, talking about and sharing that immediate impact for any, any business leader that, that, that will end up listening into this. And be watch yourself from going on the defensive, because if you get real defensive, you know, what you're doing is you're just saying, listen, I asked for your feedback, but I really don't want you to be honest with me. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, I mean, I, I remember working with some guy 
that he had one of the leading uh, productivity uh, experience-based learning programs out there. And they're just one of the biggest out there in the country. And he said, hey, listen, I want you to coach me. I want you to basically follow me around. I said, what's your biggest problem? Well, nobody's being creative in my organization. And then so I watched him. And then uh, after a day and a half, we had lunch. And I said, well, do you want me to give you feedback that's honest? Or you want me to pull off the gloves? Or you want me to put some velvet on it? He goes, ah, you know, pull off your gloves. Give it to me straight. And so I gave it to him straight. And I says, you are not interested and getting feedback from anybody. Your, your organization lacks creativity because every time they're creative, you shut it down. He goes, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't agree with you. And then I listed 28 items. Honestly, God, Tom, I listed 28 items of the time of the day and who he was talking to and what he asked and then how he shut them down 28 times in a day and a half. And it, it went just like, boom, you know, his head exploded. And of all the CEOs I've ever worked with, he made an immediate change that just his staff immediately felt. And um, it, it, it was pretty amazing. But so you've got to be open. If you want to bring the greatness out in your people, you have to be open to a different perspective on something you may be convinced is like, well, this is the only way to look at it, you know? So it's called the power of an expanded perspective. And the, and the ingredient to make that happen is respect. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's a great story uh, by that, by the way, that you shared there. Yeah. Well, well, Tim, what I'd love to do at this point is make a transition. And we ask every guest before they go the same four questions. Okay. And so question one is, have you had a miss or two in your career and something you've learned from it? Yeah, uh, a miss or two, I would say, let's put about four zeros on the end of that. <laughs> you know? So, uh, you know, I, I coach as much out of need as, as I do mastery. So one of the huge misses in my life, honestly, God, because we built it into a formal part of our, we apply all of our own coaching to our own business, our, our financial accountability, everything we do, we follow it ourselves. One of the biggest misses I made in my, in my career is when I got out on my own, I did not create a sales process, a deliberate, intentional sales process. Our sales process has four steps. And we, we do things on each part of the pipeline to stimulate that agent and that part of the pipeline. And so many of my clients, they go into this feast or famine. They got work and they're boom, they're pound on it. They're working away on it. And they're just, you know, no, I'm not, I don't have time for my pipeline. I, I'm just too busy. They get done with the work and then they look at their pipeline and it's like skinny. It's starving. It's like, there's nothing going on. And so to, to set up a, a deliberate process where I worked on each of the four phases of my pipeline to make sure each of those phases was filled up with, with opportunity. Huge miss. Yeah. Well, let's, th let's thank you for sharing that. And let's, let's look at the opposite end of that. How about a make or two that, that you could share? I, I saw your bio beforehand and what you've shared. I mean, you have a, a tremendous uh, track record of success. So uh, are there some highlights you'd like to share? Yeah, I, I think um, the, I think one of the most important ways of building a business is 
you, you've got to have the right people. And equally as selecting the right people, and it's like you hire for attitude and you train for skill. So don't just look at a resume. As a matter of fact, our hiring process, we look at the resume as the very last thing that we look at before we offer somebody a job. <laughs> and, you know, we cut down people's time by 75% with our hiring system. And um, so, so building a team and getting the right people on board is, is half that equation. The other half of the equation is being deliberate with pouring into them, actually setting up structures in your business where you're training them as you go. So like, you know, I remember hiring my son. I got, I got three, three sons and, uh, and a daughter. And I hired my number two son to work in the business with me. And I just made sure that he followed me around. He could hear me in the sales process. He can hear me in the coaching processes. And um, that was the training. And I just, I spent a lot of time just pouring into him on breaking down certain coaching calls that he had. And so we get so busy as entrepreneurs, we're just running with our hair on fire, trying to make it to the end of the week before we die, and burn up. And uh, so we just, the big thing that I've done really well is picking good people to come on board and pouring into them to make sure they can succeed in what we need them to succeed in. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, let's talk about uh, Multiplier that you've used. The name of the show is Multiply Your Success. And we always get a great, just a great variety of responses. But have you used a multiplier in growing yourself personally, the business, professionally that you'd like to share? Yeah. Uh, maybe a couple of things. And I'll be as quick, fairly quickly here, Tom. Um, one is having a morning routine where I invest in myself. And if I don't keep filling myself up, because some days I'm just emptied, <laughs> it's like, and if you don't, if you start the day like you were the, the night before, you start on empty, man, you're just going to get people going to run into all kinds of reactions. It's nothing that you want to, you look back on the end of the day and you go, gosh, that was the worst version of myself ever. So if I want the best version of myself to, to show up, I have a morning routine, you know, I I I go to the Bible every day because that's the source of wisdom for me and my faith and and kind of grounds me on something that's a lot wiser than me. I I pour into a, a book or two that I'm reading and so I'm filling myself up. I have a mantra that I speak to myself. It's speaking to myself about you know, my life and my values and my goals and where my company is going and where my marriage is and uh, I mean, I, I get myself charged up, you know, I mean, I spend a lot of the day talking down on myself, you know, getting onto myself. Um, tell me that you've done that at least once or twice, Tom, don't, don't make me feel like I'm out here <laughs> of like course. confessing to my priest here, <laughs> but you know, um, I like, I like to say this, that if, if you had a friend that spoke to you, the way you speak to yourself, would they still be your friend? You know, and so it's like, stop making a case against yourself, you know, just talk, build yourself up because it's from that abundance that you're going to respond to the world around you. And I want the best version of myself to show up. So that's, that's a, that's a big thing that multiplies me. And, um, and then just really thinking about 
you know, I, I don't think about how I'm going to, but I think really big and I get really obsessed with what it is I want. I give myself freedom. I'm 61 at 60 years of age. I bought my very first brand new car for myself. Why? Cause I'm an accountant. You know, I, I don't, I don't think, well, why would you drive off and leave $20,000 on the car lot here with depreciation, you know? But no, I, I bought a new Tesla, so it's actually worth more than when I bought it, you know, but I, I've got it with all the extras and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's good to invest in yourself, you know, to really to build yourself up, to, to, to feel like you're worthy of uh, the investment. And it's just it's from that abundance, you're able to respond to other people, you know, and really get after it. So. Yeah, thank you. And the final question we like to ask every guest is, what does success mean to you? Yeah, I uh, uh, I think the lowest form of wealth is money. It's, it's not a bad form of wealth. It's just it, there's nothing created on that. It's just the means of transfer. The highest form of wealth, I believe, is in relationships and creating value in those relationships. And uh, so success to me is having really successful relationships, starting first with my wife. And even though we're very different, (laughs) I'm thinking, you know, how could she take, I said this, but she took that for what, you know, a clueless male. Okay. So you ladies there, you're shaking your heads. Yes. I'm married to a clueless male too. So um just really making sure those those relationships are rich. I, you know, I, I'm a get it done kind of guy. And I think function and getting stuff done before I think of relationships. My wife is like, slow me down. Say, hey, hi, hi. You know, before you get into business, hey, how you doing? You know, so I'm actually learning to do that better. And um, um, and I think success too, to me, is I'm working towards building a business that can run without me working in it all the time. I love work. I, I have a 25 year plan that I'm pursuing until I'm 85. And I'm, when I'm 85, I anticipate getting another 25 year plan. Then you know, I just always want to have something to work towards yet. I don't want the businesses I build to be reliant on me. And that's, that's what I help business owners do, but I've got to apply it to myself. So. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And yeah. as we as we draw this to a close here, is there anything you were maybe hoping to share that you haven't had a chance to get across yet? Uh, say, well, here's what comes to mind here real quick is, uh, you know, there are some people that want to just think and think and think and think about doing it. And I would say dream big and act boldly, get off your bum and do the thing you've been putting off for <laughs> waiting for things to be perfect. Do it imperfectly. And what you learn from the motion is worth more than what you mess up by not having it perfect. So get off your blessed assurance and get busy on that one thing, you know, you want to work on, get working on it. Tim, thank you so much again for a great interview. And let's go ahead and jump into today's three key takeaways. So takeaway number one is when Tim talked about the three things your business needs to be talking about, and they were three Ps. It was pain. What is the pain that your customer faces? Number two was promise. What is the promise you make to your customer? And number three 
what is it was proof and what is the proof you have to validate or verify to your customer or prospective customer that you can do what you promised to do. Takeaway number two is when Tim asked two great questions. Question number one, what are you doing today in your business that you should stop? And having you and your team ask that question. And then number two, what aren't you doing today that you should be doing? And ask that to your team. And listen and see what they say. And then takeaway number three is the title of our episode today and the focus on our subject for the intro, and it's that casualness creates casualties. I thought that was an excellent quote and saying, and he described casualness as doing something halfway, and doing it halfway creates mediocre results for your business, and that casualty that occurs from that is not hitting your goal. It's not accomplishing what you've set out to do. And Tim mentioned that you're actually probably better off just not doing it. If you're going to be casual with it, don't do it at all. So don't do this halfway. I thought that was an excellent takeaway, especially as we talked at the opening of the episode that the summer is upon us and it's a very easy thing to get casual at this time of year. So let's serve this as a reminder to not get casual or to just cut it out. And now it's time for today's win-win. So today's win-win from the episode comes when Tim talked about the power of the expanded perspective and that it starts with respect not tolerance, but mutual respect with your team. And Tim quoted this. He said during our interview, I wrote this down. He said, if you want to bring out the greatness of your people, you have to be open to a different perspective. And I love that quote. Our overarching purpose statement for our company is to inspire and foster greatness. And so certainly when I heard the word greatness, it really stuck out to me. But I think there's a lot of truth in that. So remember, celebrate those differences within your team. Don't tolerate it. It's a mutual respect. So be sincere and genuine as you're pursuing to expand your perspective as the leader of your organization. And that's the episode today, folks. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast and give us a review. And remember, if you or anyone you know might be ready to franchise their business or take their franchise company to the next level, please connect with us at BigSkyFranchiseTeam.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to having you back next week.